Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Trent, I'm here with Alan, and you couldn't tell it by the weather in East Texas, you could tell it by the weather here in Missouri, that it's getting close to the holidays, Alan. And so there's some things that we should talk about about in ministry as we get close to the holidays, isn't there? Yeah, you know, one of the roles of, of being a leader in a church is you set the tone. Um, you know, you are the pace setter. You, you, you set that tone that, that is out there um, for your church. And, you know, I'd, I wish that I could say I'd always been great in that area. Um, but really, I think that's an area where COVID made me just more aware of the responsibility I had to set an overall tone for the church. And re- really, when I took responsibility for that, I began to feel better about what I was accomplishing as a pastor. Oh yeah, you're right. And, um, well, there's, you know, John Maxwell is the guy who's great leadership speaker and he's always talked about that everything rises and falls on leadership, um, holidays or any major time in the church. I think it does rise and fall on how the pastor leads out. Uh, and does this. And so, Alan, we've got, again, we've got another eight here. We can't quite, can't quite get to 10, um, and we we missed five. But, uh, you know, here, here's the deal. We're going to share with you eight, eight areas, eight ways that you can set a good tone. But here's we want you to contact us and let us know if you have other possibilities and um Alan, they can they can connect with you at Alan at EnduringChurches.consulting, and they can also email me at Trent at EnduringChurches.consulting. But uh, let's let's try to hit these and see how we can, <laughs> we can make it through yeah. eight of these. Hey, and while you're listening, if you feel the need to, just turn the volume up to eleven today, and we'll be just fine. So, so anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, you know, Trent. The first thing to do is, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up. And the first thing I was thinking about was that we need to practice what we preach and we need to be thankful. We need to demonstrate thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Alan, just off the cuff, and I've, I've already started asking people this when I'm preaching at different churches um, to get in the practice of telling me something they're thankful for. So, Alan, what are you thankful for? as you sit in that warm weather in East Texas. (laughs) I'm thankful to be in East Texas. That's for sure. I I am thankful that God has opened the doors uh, for me to, to do something that I really feel passionate about um, encouraging churches and and pastors um, to, to really be strong in ministry, to walk alongside them and, and fulfill, fulfill their goals. Another thing I'm also thankful for is what I see when I'm going into, into churches today. And that's, the invitation time, our response time in our churches is just being taken over by kids coming to the altar and praying for lost friends. And that's across many churches. And I am just so moved by the heart that I see in some of these young believers um, as they, as they pursue their, their following in Christ. I love it. Oh, that is so cool. I'm glad you said that, Alan. And I, I would agree with you. I am I am so thankful for the, the ministry that God has given to Dana and I to be able to come alongside churches. We're we're having a blast. We love the ministry that God has placed us in. And and I also want to say that I am so thankful for Dana. Um, she is an amazing help to me and doing this ministry. Oh my goodness, she's doing an amazing job. And so 
I'm thankful for lots of things. I know you are too, Alan. And so um, we need to set the tone and leading out and being thankful when we talk to people, being positive, right? We're supposed to be positive. That's right. That's right. Because God is doing some good stuff, even amidst all the craziness and everything that's going on. God, God is at work and we need to be mindful of, of what he's doing. And, you know, we get this privilege and we are blessed to be able to do this. And I'm thankful that God gives us that opportunity. You know, Trent, I think another thing that is important is, you know, holiday time can become just crowded time on its own. Be intentional, be purposeful um, in your activities. I think that's just really, really important. Is there a purpose to what you're doing? Or are you just passing time away? That's a good word, Alan. And so that also then if I have purpose to my activities, I have to be willing to say yes to some things and no to some other things. Um, I can't do everything. And the holidays are filled with lots of activities, um, but you can't. So you have to be able to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. You know, I'm just, my schedule is so full. And so if you're, make those decisions ahead of time, then you can be a purpose to your activities. Yeah. You just want to know that you're, that things you're doing are, are making a difference. You know, I think there's a lot of things that we do in churches sometimes that they don't have a purpose. You Mm -hmm. know, if it has a purpose, then, then, then by all means continue it. But if it doesn't really have a purpose, you know, why do it? Does does every does every class need their own Christmas party? Well, maybe they do, but do they all need the pastor to come? Probably not. You know, I mean, think think through: is is there a purpose to all those things, or you know, are there some traditional things that you do that there's really just no need to do because they don't really have a purpose? You just do them because um, because you do them. So if there's a purpose, it, it gives more depth and, and it also makes it more meaningful to people to be a part of something that has a purpose, um, in doing it. So make sure you have a purpose. And Trent, you mentioned this one, it's kind of that same thing. You need to block off some time away early on, um, before we get here. I hope you've already blocked off some time around the holidays uh, for you and your family and for yourself. Yeah, uh, this is really important. And so just as you need to be able to have purpose in what you're doing in ministry, you also have to be purposeful in the time that you set aside for your family so that you can enjoy your family and you can enjoy the blessing of your family and they can see you and and have undivided time. Uh, And so it's not... You can't say, okay, I'm going to take family time and then spend your entire family time in your study, studying for sermons and things. You need to be all in with your family uh, during that time. So, yeah, Dana and I started months ago. We blocked off some time that we've rented an Airbnb to go be with our family. And so it's going to be it's good for us. That's right. Yeah, that's. So important. Our kids, our kids are coming in to see our house and and spend Thanksgiving with us, and we're excited. Um, we're excited to see them, and of course, um, even my family knows during the Cowboy game on Thanksgiving, that is my time. Do not interfere. Do not interfere with with my time. Um, but we all have those moments, right? We all have those moments that are important to us. Um, block those times away. There's nothing wrong with that. If there's something that means a lot to you or is important to you, um, don't don't be ashamed to block off 
um, some, some of that time, but include your family. You don't want to be that pastor who, uh, you know, you go to everyone else's party and then skip out on your own family stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. And so, you know, even if you need to on your calendar, write down, okay, this is date night with my spouse um, or, hey, this is I'm meeting with my kids and grandkids at this time. Um, block that off and give give yourself that whole day to enjoy just enjoy. And I think your, your preaching and your ministry to other people will be blessed because you will be refreshed by those folks and your family. So this is a big deal. And, and yeah, tell your I family, think, uh, thank you. I think at the holidays too, in your, in your church services, you get to heap more praise and acknowledgement of your family than you do other times of year more easily, you know, mm -hmm. to, to thank them for stuff and to, highlight them and their importance to you and your ministry. So make sure that you're including your family. A lot of churches will do Advent things that are very family friendly or remember uh, family devotionals. Think about family this time of year and allow your family to help set that tone by your participation with your own family. So yeah, I think that's a great, there. yeah, it's very good. So Alan, the, the next thing we have on our list is, um, thinking about opportunities that the holidays give us, right? Um, it is, it fills our schedule with lots of things, but there are going to be some people that come to our churches um, that may not be there the rest of the year. And so um, how do we, how do we talk to those people when they come to our churches? Man, this, this is one that is like a big deal to me. This is something that I'm just really passionate about. We are so quick we are so quick to um, talk down to the Christmas Easter crowd. We, we are so quick to talk down to people and say, you know, this is, this is, you know, er, to every Sunday talk about soccer games being on Sunday now or this or that. And really when we start talking down to people like that, we, we actually lose the ability to minister into their lives and to speak into their lives. Um, that's not, there's not, there's a right time and a right place. And usually our preaching form is not the right place for that stuff. It sounds like it. It sometimes feels like it, but what about the opportunity you have to share truth? The truth is we're not going to change their hearts. Only God changes a heart and we need to let him do the work. And so it's so important for us to think that I've got an opportunity at Christmas. People are more open to the Christmas story. People are willing to come into the church when they wouldn't normally come into the church. This is an opportunity, and it may be the only opportunity I get to uh, to show them Jesus and to show show His love. And so, I am big. I and I, this is something I've gotten bigger on the old the older I've gotten and the more I've been in ministry is to think opportunistically about the obstacles that have come up before us. And obstacles lead to opportunities. It's, it's really through the obstacles that we, we, we learn new things and new methods, and we've, we've figured out new ways to reach people. Anyhow, I can get on a high horse for that for a little bit. Well, that's a good horse to get on, and it's not dead, that's for sure. So that um, I love that, uh, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, you know, Alan, I, would, I made a big practice to try to say thank you to those people that, that came during those times. 
um, that maybe had not attended in any other time. But I, I tried to say thank you and, and thank you from the stage saying, you know, hey, thank you for the, giving us the opportunity to, to love on you and to, to fellowship with you. And then I also would try to take opportunities to say, hey, I just want you to know that God loves you. And, you know, and hammer some of those basics um, in that, hey, God loves you. He sent his son Jesus to die for you. And so this is a great time, you know, not make it a that I'm going to be complaining, but I'm going to be lifting up. And so I think that's a, that's a big deal for us to do. Yeah, I love that. So, I love that. So, you know, Trent, you know, when we think about the holidays, it's a time where we're giving gifts, we are being generous. And so I think another way to set a great tone uh, throughout the holidays for your church is to not only in your own life, but encourage with your church to be generous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree, Alan. This is a, I know in Southern Baptist life, we have um, like the Lottie Moon Christmas offering that we do and we try to push that. And, um, and sometimes if, if, it, if that's the only time they ever hear about giving is at these major offering times, it can be, people can get tired of that. But if we're growing a generous heart throughout the whole year, then this just kind of adds to. And, um, and so we, we want to set the example. Dana and I always are trying to say, okay, this is, we're going to give above and beyond during this time. And we're going to encourage our church to do the same thing too. Um, let's not only be generous with these offerings that come in, different times of the year, but let's, let's find families and let's, let's lavish God's love on them in lots of cool ways. Yeah. Yeah. Lavish, lavish stuff on people. Give, give gifts to your, to, to people in your church. Um, to just find ways to be generous and to sow seeds of generosity. And you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised of, of how God uses those moments um, to do that. But man, when you're generous, it just lightens your heart. And I know, I know when it comes to the holidays, preaching through the holidays, I just always felt so taxed. And when I decided to be more generous, um, not only with my time, but also with just in giving, it just made, made the season so much more enjoyable um, for me. So, so be generous. Yeah. Well, and that leads us to the next one, which I think makes the holidays more enjoyable is to laugh a lot, right? Have a good time. Party with the people, man. I, we don't. We as Christians, we don't party enough. I think. I think that's a problem for us. <laughs> we yeah, we we, we don't. We should. <laughs> we should have fun. You know, it, it's something about it's something about when you put the word Baptist in anything, all of a sudden it becomes serious. You know, yeah. and uh, I, man, I don't like that. I, I like to laugh. I like. I like to have a good time. I like to. I like to tease with people. You know, I just I got a kick yesterday because I, I was I was really nervous about saying something. I was talking about how we sometimes drift spiritually. And I said in the in the sermon, I said, we all know what can happen on a three hour tour in a boat. And uh, you know, I was looking through the congregation, recognized about half the crowd was was fifty or over, and about half the crowd was was uh was under fifty. And I was like, Okay, how many of them really know what I'm talking about? But there was a pretty good there's a pretty good roll of laughter um but you know we we all need to laugh right i mean oh, yeah. we all want to be able to, to to laugh at stuff i i laugh at my dog you know uh 
because he, he reminds me of Buddy the Elf. You know, uh, that movie, that Christmas movie, Elf. I should have yeah. named my dog Buddy because yeah. he's just like, there he is. I love him. 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 <laughs> and he just wants to jump up in my lap. And he's this big dog wanting to sit in my lap, you know. And just so, you know, it's just funny. So laugh, you know, le learn to laugh at things. And, man, yeah. there's a time of year our church needs to see us laugh because it's hard. And, you know, mm -hmm. some people are hurting, and, and, and in the midst of their hurt, they need to learn to laugh again. You bet. Yeah, and we need to be able to laugh at ourselves, right? Don't take yourself so seriously. And so I want to see Alan dressed up as Santa Claus with Buddy the dog, you know. <laughs> that would be a great thing. There, there, there's my Christmas card this year. <laughs> yeah, you, don't see, you just see this little this dog going, hey. I'm a lap dog, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so we do need to laugh uh, and take every opportunity, you know. Be the guy who, who makes things fun for your church. Um, the last thing we want to talk about is that this is a great time, as you set a tone, uh, to look forward. Um, you do need to schedule some time away. You know, you need to have time um, with your family for sure, but set different time away to look forward and and you be the guy who speaks positively about the future because our God is still good. Our God is still in control. Our God is still able to achieve anything that he wants to. So let's be the people who look forward with hope and joy. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole idea of Advent anyway, it was the idea that we're, we're waiting. We're, we're just waiting for the victorious God to do what he's going to do. And that's um, that's really the whole the whole concept of this holiday season is wrapped up in anticipation, you know. And let's be, let's be honest: isn't the anticipation if you when you were a kid, Christmas was fun, but it was the anticipation of Christmas that was the best part. You know, it was like, what am what what, what am I going to get? What's going to be under the tree? You know, all, all those kinds of things. The anticipation is is the best part of all of it, and mm -hmm. we should get wrapped up in the anticipation. Man, Jesus is coming back, and that is something for all of us to anticipate. We all are going to stand before a holy God, and I have a relationship with Him, and He's going to say, uh, "Well done, good and faithful servant," because I'm not giving up. I I'm I'm here. I'm here to serve him. And uh, and just like you, Trent, man, we have something to look forward to. And we should be those kind of people. We should be able to do that. And that should mean that 2022 is not the year that we're looking at where everything's going to fall apart. But we're looking at it as it's a year where God's going to move. Mm -hmm. I agree. That is so good, Alan. And so we just we started this conversation today and um, talking about how we as leaders in our churches can set a good tone. We can take the lead in setting a good tone for our churches during the holiday season. Don't let it take you by surprise. Plan now. Be happy. <laughs> Plan now to have a great time. And so we want to give you that opportunity. Yeah, it's just important you know, to recognize the importance of this role. It's probably something we don't talk a lot about, but as leaders, you you are responsible for the atmosphere 
in your church. You you create that, and you're the only one who's truly able um, to create it. Um, if you don't create it, someone else will, and it probably won't be what it's supposed to be. So take mm-hmm. res- take responsibility for that. Well, Trent, um, as you know, we're wrapping up a, um, a year, and we've got just a handful of podcasts left in 2021. Um, there may be people who want to talk to us or want us to walk alongside them with church consultation. Maybe a search team needs help um, finding a pastor. They want to know, hey, how can we reach these guys? So how can they <laughs> connect with us? I'm just I'm sorry. I had to laugh because I hope people want to talk to us because I hate to be ignored. You know, in the last <laughs> on the team. Anyway, no, we, we want you to contact us. We want you to uh to let us know the questions you have or maybe uh, suggestions you have. That was always helpful too. And, and so um, you can contact us. You can email us. Uh, you can email Alan at EnduringChurches.Consulting. You can email Trent at EnduringChurches.Consulting. You can go to our website, which is EnduringChurches.com. And you can find us on Facebook. Just look up at Enduring Churches. We'd love to get to visit with you some and uh, hear from you. Give us your suggestions, and uh, we want to walk beside you throughout this. So, Alan, anything else you want to throw in before we hang up today? No, we just want to want you to know that we appreciate you. Thank you so much for for uh, spending time with us, and this this time means a lot to us. And we're thankful for you as we head into the Thanksgiving season. We just want you to know we appreciate the time that you've given to us, and are, are grateful for you. So anyway, we hope we help you and your church endure, and we look forward to catching you on the next